0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse
1: community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio.
0: Nicole Rich is the Director of Consumer Affairs, Victoria. Nicole Rich, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, how
0: are you? We're well, thank you. Now, um, this is all tongue-in-cheek. We're just making fun of Valentine's Day today because I reckon, you know, there's a lot of people who don't get anything, they don't get any flowers, there's no chocolates, and they think, oh, what about me? So we're reclaiming it today. We're asking people what really annoys them. So text 0427 569 949. Nicole, I'm not going to ask you, but this is a very serious uh, conversation here because unfortunately, despite uh, being a bit silly today, there are some serious scams going on in terms of romance. What are romance scams?
1: Yeah, that's that's right. It's sort of one step even, mm. um, you know, further worse, isn't it? Um, and I think, you know, we've talked about scams quite a few times on your program because it, it is so important and you, I just don't think you can talk about it enough. Mm. And so it's a great opportunity to talk about what I think is kind of one of the nastiest types of scams, really. And one we're very, very keen for people to be aware of and to watch out for. So unfortunately, it it is not uncommon that we have people out there, criminals really, who target people who are looking for romance, who are looking for love online, but they're not real people. And once they gain your trust and you get into a relationship with them, that's when things like requests for money will start to come in. And because you've built that relationship and sense of trust, unfortunately, you can be quite vulnerable to giving a lot of your money away. And I feel like,
0: I mean, mean, crime is terrible. It doesn't matter what it is. But I feel like this is like really preying on people's vulnerability and their loneliness. And it's, you know, we know, we spoke about this this week on Joy Drive about the impact of being lonely and what it does to your mental and physical health. And I just think people preying on that and using it as an opportunity, it's just appalling. Like what are some of the main warning signs that uh, we should look out for of a potential romance scam?
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's right, Lauren. I think things like loneliness have been in the news a lot lately. And mm. it's a really, I mean, it works because it's such a human condition. And mm. one of the messages I want to get out, you know, often people can feel really um, embarrassed if they get caught up in these situations. And I understand that. But also, I really want to get the message out that it's not your fault mm. if you're the victim. Like, this is a really sophisticated criminal enterprise um, and they know what they're doing they're preying on a general human condition so you are just inherently vulnerable as a human being to this so it is quite a, you know quite an unfair practice some of the things I, I guess you know to warning signs that you can be aware of to try and make sure you do protect yourself is you know usually these scammers will create a fake profile which they'll then use to contact people and form that relationship. So, you know, making sure that you are aware of that and if there's any doubt at all that you're using things like a reverse image search or an image search online, can Mm. be a really good way to see whether the photo just appears on stock images or hasn't appeared in lots of places before. How do you do that, a reverse image Um, search? So there's depends on which, um, you know, I'm not allowed to recommend a particular search engine, Warren, but uh, there's different services there where you can do an image search. So what you do is you'd copy the photo of the person you're talking with and engaging with and you put that into the search Uh, and it will tell you if that image pops up in lots of different places or it's been used you know like in advertisements and things like that so that's a really good sign that you might be dealing with a fake person or a fake profile the other thing I'd say that is pretty typical to watch out for is they'll move really really quickly to tell you they've got strong feelings for you so after oh, maybe red a few flag. conversations it's a big red flag oh. exactly they'll say I've, I'm feeling you know it doesn't usually happen oh. I'm feeling really strongly about you and they'll probably try and move the relationship you know if if they've connected with you through say a dating platform or something they'll try and move off that um to a private channel like oh, yes. you know a uh, uh, messaging app or something like that where they can, you know, keep prying eyes away from what they're talking to you about. So those are those are the sort of red flags that I'd really encourage people to look out for. The other thing is often your friends and family will kind of know something's wrong. It can be really mm, hard. That gut instinct. Absolutely. And, you know, when, you, when you're in the thick of it, I understand why it's really hard to identify it yourself. But if people you trust, people you love around you are telling you that something doesn't seem right to them... You should listen to your friends and family,
0: Nicole. It's uh, funny. I uh, met someone uh, last, late last year, and uh, you know we had one night together. And the next day, <laughs> and I'm probably a little bit worn out and jaded. So I saw the red flag, but I can understand how it makes you feel. He said to me, "He goes, that was the best night I've ever had in my life." And I thought, "What?" And immediately, you know, the red flags were popping up all over the place. But I thought, you know, if you were vulnerable and feeling lonely, you might say, oh, that's really nice, you know, what a lovely guy to say something like that. I think it's terrible that they just get in there to your weaknesses.
1: Absolutely. And it does <laughs> put a bit I mean, of detail on the Trust love at me. first sight, isn't it? <laughs> Don't talk yourself down. But I think, um, you know, like it is a bit sad, isn't it? Because we sort yeah. of you want to believe in those connections and, uh, you know, they, they are, those true connections are possible. But unfortunately, the scammers know that, uh, and they prey on it. So the reality is these days, uh, you do need to be a bit cautious if, People are telling you things like that. It doesn't mean it's not real, but I think you just mm. need to be very careful.
0: How many uh, Victorians fall for scams and how much money do they
1: lose? Yeah, so it was still a lot last year and thankfully a little bit less than the year before, but we still had over 750 Victorians, like this is just Victorians, um, making reports about romance scams and they reported that they lost over $8 million in total, so that is a bit down on the $10 million that were reported lost the year before, so we're hopeful that means that maybe... The messages, Mm. uh, like me talking to you today, are getting out there and people are paying heed to them. But still, over $8 million, that is a lot of money. Um, And we're probably, you know, pretty confident it's probably more than that in reality because, like I said, a lot of people don't report it because they might feel a sense of embarrassment about what's happened. But, yeah, so the fact that 750 people did report it, it shows it's a very strong concern. We're chatting
0: with Nicole Rich the uh, Director from Consumer Affairs Victoria about romance scams uh, and what we need to be wary of. Do they uh, use particular channels uh, like is it all the little dating apps and things like that?
1: Yes yeah, so we know that they do use dating apps because it's an obvious sort of channel you mm. know people are going to be a bit vulnerable because they're already saying that they're you know out there looking for love looking for a relationship but unfortunately they're getting really really creative so Uh, You can also find that they reach out to people, particularly on things like, you know, social networking sites or uh, mobile phone applications, as well as kind of the traditional things like, you know, like email. Um, But I would say the social networking sites are probably the number one reported method um, that people, victims tell us that, you know, they, they were first contacted by a scammer. So that's a really big one to look out for. You know, people are on there. They think they're engaging with real genuine people um, and making connections. But unfortunately, you just need to be on guard.
0: And uh, do they originate from particular countries? Like, should we look out for the way
1: they type
0: and how they spell things? Is that a red flag to look out for?
1: Yeah, look, it actually can be. I mean, the truth is that scams can come from anywhere. So we know that they do. They often come from overseas. And unfortunately, That means it can be really hard for us to track them down or to stop it because a lot of these countries that scammers are based in have pretty different justice systems to Mm -hmm. ours, so uh, it can be really hard to enforce the law. Um, But to be honest, they could tell you they're from somewhere and be from somewhere entirely different. It's very hard with fake fake profiles and fake people to know. Um, But, yeah, you're right that there are certain things that you can look out for given that. So, you know, where people are just... Kind of giving you what sound like generic responses to your questions, and not really answering things specifically, or they just use big chunks of text, which they're probably just copying and pasting. And they type really quickly, like
0: you know, yeah. the quickest typing you've ever had.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, if you paragraph must... is is you know, in response to your question immediately. Probably means they've got it pre-prepared. Exactly. So there are other things like that that you mm. can you know be alert to.
0: Uh, I just, uh, I I think uh, you know, scamming is is just horrible. But it's not just romance scams, is it? There are other scams that we should be on the lookout for as well.
1: Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, we've talked about uh, some of those before, and I think, you know, romance scams is obviously particularly distasteful because not only are they scamming you of your money, but they're really, like you said, preying on vulnerability to do that. But yeah, there are unfortunately all sorts of scams. I mean, we've talked about fake tradies before, also quite pernicious because they tend to turn up after things like a natural disaster. So So just always, absolutely. So, you know, whenever at Consumer Affairs, whenever we see things like terrible events, like a flood or a bushfire, we know that what will happen afterwards is that unscrupulous people will turn up saying that they're real tradies and saying, oh, I saw that you've suffered damage, you know, if you give me some cash – front I can fix that for you and then they just run off with the money or they do a really shoddy job so that's a really important scam for people to be aware of particularly over the Australian summer but there's all sorts there's you know phishing scams where people try and contact you and pretend to be for example your bank or your telecommunications company and um, tell you there's been a problem and can you log into your account by clicking this link and they'll fix it and of course you click on the link and it's a fake site and yeah. they clicked all your Login details and off they go or you know they try and sell you a fake investment and we're seeing some of these scams merge Warren so one of the kind of trends that we're seeing is romance scams and investment scams merging so what will happen is romance scammers will kind of gain your trust and then they'll encourage you to invest in their investment scam or to give them money to invest in a Maybe like something like a cryptocurrency scam, that's something we're seeing. So you kind of get stung twice because you're giving them money for your relationship and then they're also asking you to trust them to invest in something that Might not be real.
0: That's really sad. Uh, I've got got all these exes. I've got examples for everything, Nicole. (laughs) But an ex of mine, and uh, hello, if you're listening, you know who you are. He was great because from the beginning, uh, everything was split 50-50 to the cent. And at first I thought, oh, you know, I don't really care. Let's round it up to the dollar. But it was to the cent. And I tell you what, it was the best thing ever. So my rule is don't go and pay for things whenever, you know, you go out, or just don't pay. Just pay for yourself for the first little while, and then once you get to know it might be different. But uh, he was great. Everything was 50-50, down the line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, again, people, I'm sure there are listeners with various views about about that approach, but you're absolutely spot on that at least you're not a s- setting up a pattern mm. where you're giving the the person who you may not really know that well yet, let's let's be honest, some, some money. I do have a really serious tip, though, which is um, – you know, we've talked about this tip with other scams before as well. You know, if you pay by things like like legitimate payment methods like credit cards, PayPal, those kind of things, they have processes in place where you can try and get a charge back or if there's a dispute or a problem. But when you use things like wire transfers, oh. direct transfers, money order it's very, very difficult to ever trace or get that money returned. So those are really, again, red flags to look out for. If people are saying, can you transfer some money directly into a bank account? I would say that's a big red flag, um, as opposed to sort of making a legitimate purchase through some kind of, um, like you know, PayPal or something. Yeah. Um,
0: um, what about, uh, where, if we if we do come across a scam, where's the best place to report it?
1: Yes. So one of the key things is we always encourage you to report it. I know it can feel, you know, embarrassing. There can be a sense of shame, particularly with romance scams. But just to repeat again, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as the victim, you're the victim of a crime and it's not your fault. And it's really important that um, if you feel at all able to that you report it because that way we can at least track them. We can try and protect other people. We can try and do something about it if possible. Um, So please report it. Of course, coming from Consumer Affairs Victoria, we have um, the ability to report to us, so that's a really easy way to do so. We've got a scams reporting channel on our website, or you can always just call our general phone number to report, which is... 1300 55 8181. Um, But there's also the National Scam Watch uh, website, which has a really easy reporting tool. And if it's easier to remember Scam Watch, then by all means use that site to make your report. Nicole, I think,
0: uh, you know, I suppose one of the downsides of this is it makes you a bit nervous about uh, technology, doesn't it? I mean, I've gone to my banks and I've said, if you want to contact me, write me a snail mail letter because I've had so many attempts by people, you know, email all sorts of things. So I've actually rung them all and said, mail me. I'm not going to respond unless I receive a letter in my letterbox and I'm going backwards.
1: Yeah. Well, it does. I mean, I think you're right that it does, has made us a bit more nervous Mm. and in some ways that's a shame, but also it's probably the reality of where we all need to be at the moment and to the extent that you know the big companies and providers we deal with haven't put enough protection in place Mm. then that's the way things are and they'll keep doing things to try and improve the protections and give us confidence to use their platforms and that's that's the direction things need to take I mean I noticed the other day myself I think I got an email asking me to do something transact something with a large um you know, essential services provider mm-hmm. here in Victoria, but they didn't have a link that I could easily click on to do mm. it, I had to kind of go and find the website and log on, it was kind of annoying, but I was grateful that even though it felt a bit annoying that I had to go around the long way to do it, I was grateful for them that they're clearly making the point that they'll never send me a link mm. to just click on. In a real email from a real company, they're not gonna do that, they make you go to their website and log in properly, where scammers will include links. In their correspondence to you to make it easy for you but of course they lead you to fake websites so that's another thing to be aware of unfortunately so
0: no links never click on a link Nicole. don't click
1: on these links you know never. legitimate you know your bank your telco they won't send you those links they'll ask you to log into your account uh, and do it that way so that's a that's a good sign that it might be legitimate. Nicole, always great to chat with you. I feel really informed. Thanks for joining us.
0: on uh, fine, And happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> that is uh, Nicole Rich, the Director of Consumer Affairs, Victoria. If you want more information, check out their website. Their website is consumer.vic.gov.au. There's a wealth of information there. And that other website, of course, to report scams at is ScamWhat. Joy Drive on Joy94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com, or the Joy app, no matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA Plus community media organization. Joy. Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.